Yes, I know. Quit your beeping. You need your oil changed. I know. Welcome to Jeff in Motion. I'm Jeff. I'm in motion. Ooh, that sounds bright. Um, I got uh, less sleep than advisable uh, last night for uh, reasons. One of those just like, <laughs> you're up late and you look at your lovely partner and you're like, I don't want to look at the clock, do I? And she's like, well, how much sleep had you intended to get? <laughs> So, sometimes time flies when you're having fun. (sighs) On a totally not related at all tangent, um, Mario Kart 8 has taught my my daughter the word damn it. Um, And by Mario Kart 8, I mean me playing Mario Kart 8. Uh, I've been fairly good at censoring expletives. Uh, until that game. Damn it. Uh, and I've talked about censoring myself in front of my daughter before. Like, I don't censor context, uh, context cursing. Like, if, if it's part of a sentence, whatever. I, I, but I, I found that she is far more likely to pick up on and parrot frequently uh, just single shouted words like "damn it," which is not a single word. Although sometimes it's spelled that way, but they're wrong. Um, or "fuck" or "shit." Uh, "Shit" was one that we 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 replaced um, with "crap" um, or "poop." "Crap" or "poop." Um, but I found. Fortunately, that the best reaction is to not be like, Morgan, don't you say that word, is to just say a different word. Just distract. Just like, so when she says, damn it, I say crap. Or, and then when I said crap, it started to, it became a trend. She would say, damn it, I would say crap, and she would go, crab apples. And I would, have just started saying crab apples as an expletive now because it made me laugh a lot and I am just fine if a four-year-old is walking around my house stubbing her toe and going crab apples so I'm I'm a okie dokie with that I'm taking my french press to work (laughs) 
because of said lack of sleep um, and the caffeine coffee. Now I've just got to figure out how I can how to heat water without a range. I could either run a million cups through the Keurig machine, which would take a long time and be no fun, or I could play the dangerous game that is microwaving water. Because the water seems to have, when you put water in the microwave, it seems to go from like cold, 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 just below room temperature, fucking lava. So, um, one of my coworkers has used a French press with microwave water, uh, so I will have to seek his sage wisdom on the topic. Oh, Lord. Um, Mike's no mic, open mic update. Dateline. Yesterday. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we are looking at uh, another Mike's No Mike Open Mike Presents show um, air, uh, airing uh, that is set for late October. Um, and I, I'm confident to give out the name because we actually have like committed a date. Uh, Ron Babcock. Um, really fucking funny guy. Uh, another L.A. comic. Um, he's been, he, I just search him, search him, find him, find him, Ron Babcock. I don't, I don't need to do all his plugs for you guys. Uh, it's awesome. It's super duper cool. Um, after, uh, apparently he and Brandy Posey were chit-chatting. Uh, he mentioned that he visits his family in Wilkes-Barre semi-frequently uh, which is roughly hour, hour and a half away from where we do the open mic, or the mic and mic, open mic shows, just for non-locals. Uh, about an hour, hour and a half away from where we are, and he visits his family there semi-frequently, and she's like, hey, message this dude. He runs the show there, so, lo and behold, in uh, about 24 hours, we had a show scheduled. Um... Fuck yeah! I don't know who's going to be opening for him yet. I've still got to, got to, got to make that set list. But once I do, oh, I apologize for all the yawning, yawning, yawning. Flum. Uh But once I do, I will make a poster and but boom, we'll start plugging the thing. Uh, there may be a show earlier uh, than the October one, but that has not been set in stone yet, so I'm not going to tease. Uh, I will only tease that they, we are in talks with another show. So we've got a show solidified for the end of October, and another one that w- could potentially be sooner. Oh. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Aislinn, my lovely partner, uh, in life and in <laughs> helping run the open mic. It really has, I mean, 
a lot of people contribute and help to that show. Like, a lot of people. Uh, there is a large group of people on Facebook that I consider their, uh, in a Facebook chat, that I consider their opinions very carefully. Like, I, I, I consider them all... Air quotes co-owners of the open mic. They 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 really they've been there since the beginning, and they I value their thoughts and feelings on things. But to to really as far as putting on the show goes, it is Mike. <laughs> wow, no, it's not Mike. It is Bill, me, and Aislinn. We. <laughs> We pretty much do it all uh, day of. And, I mean, of course, Big Chris. Uh, Chris Rowell of the Eagles. Um, he takes care of a lot of the stuff that is that makes the show what it is. Like, having the room and the bar and the stage and whatnot. Like, he is absolutely a crucial element in the open mic but as far as the planning and running of the show portion of it, it is Bill, Aislinn, and I. And I couldn't do it without those two. I couldn't do it without a lot of people, um, but those two in particular make the show itself the run so much smoother. Uh, without their help, I would not still be doing this uh, by my estimation. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's so. I was I was having a, a air quotes business meeting with Aislinn about the uh, presents show, the Ron Babcock show, about who should who should we ask to open and or feature for him, and. We, I uh, came to the realization that it isn't weird anymore that we're doing this. This is like, this is our third time. It's uh, proven, or not necessarily proven, but it is, we, we are fairly confident in our ability to put a show like this on. We've, we're two for two. Um, and granted, one of these times, it's not going to go as well as the one before it. Like, that, that will be my feeling of failure, is if I didn't outdo myself um, each time. That's, like, when we only get 30 people at an open mic, that's when I feel like, boy, what's wrong? What's wrong? Even though we would have been fucking stoked for 30 people on the, in the beginning. So, I, I know for a fact that one of these presents is not, is not going to do as well as the one before it. And I've just got to, like, fucking batten down my hatches for that because it will have been a fine show. Everyone will have had a great time and I will, will be just in my own head like, fuck, we have failed. We have failed. So I know that's going to happen. But if I, if I prep myself for how dumb I'm going to be about it early... I could probably work it out on my system faster. Hmm. I, uh... 
Yeah, but it's not weird that we're doing this anymore. What is weird is the fact that it isn't weird anymore. It's just like, wow, this is life. I do this. I am a, I am a man. Excellent is a woman. Way woman. Bill is a, a an additional man, and we produce comedy shows, many of which have been featuring touring Los Angeles comedians who have significant credits compared to our credits of the basement of the Eagles and the bar area of our mall's local Garfields. Um, Not putting down those shows at all, but they kind of are dwarfed by uh, credits like comedy festivals and shows featured on Comedy Central. Just, it's all about perspective. Oh. <sighs> um. Excuse me. Alright, I'm thinking... Last little thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, little... We, uh... In a future episode of the Popular Outcast podcast, uh, not next week, but the week after, um co-worker and man of beard, uh, Josh Gable, uh, came to hang out with us, and, uh, we thought he was only gonna be able to record a single episode, but we ended up recording, like, an hour and a half, and I think we're gonna cut it into two 45 minutes, um, or something similar, just because about, at about the halfway point, we, like, drastically, drastically shift gears, so it, it actually works out. <laughs> but uh, so not next week, but the week after, uh, Josh and I talk about the Card Wars app. Um, I've talked about that app several times on this podcast, and I, I felt I, I feel compelled to uh, re-up on my review of the Card Wars app. The Card Wars app for iOS and Android devices has recently put out an update um, called Deck Wars. And it is a hundred bracket or a hundred spot tournament where you battle other uh, similarly uh, similarly statted users' decks. You don't actually battle the users; you battle their decks played by the game's AI, which isn't dumb. I've only seen it make a rookie mistake one or two times, and that's basically just. It was a rarer card that it kind of brain farted on using. But it, it has handed me my ass handily several times. So it, it is not a cakewalk by any means. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. I don't like that. But the way it all works is that there are tournaments that run in two-week intervals... And uh, first, pra- first place gets a unique card that you can only get via tournaments. Uh, second through tenth gets a gold card, which is ra- which is rare. Um, Eleven to twenty-five gets two gems, and gems are a premium currency. And I will get back to them. Um, and then the last two 
25 place brackets get just gold coins, which you can use to enter battles in the tournament and uh, purchase various things in the game. The game is a... <sighs> the game is buggy. There are, there are errors. They actually just pushed an update this morning, which fixed one of the most just fucking pain-in-the-ass errors. So I, 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 it's, it's, it's won me back over that way. But I, I can't listen to music or podcasts when I play it. It interrupts, even if I have the sound turned off in the game. I can't do it. So that's fucking... That's annoying. Uh, it is a $4 app, but your play is limited via a heart counter, which it costs uh, X amount of hearts to play every match. It's cha- it changes as your uh, level goes up. And it's a paid game with a play limiter. That is f- fucked, in my opinion. Um, and I know that the play limiter is there essentially to get eight-year-olds to not play it until they, like, not skip meals and die. But as a grown-ass man who paid four dollars for this application, I don't I don't want to be limited the amount of time I can play. Um, I I am perfectly fine with the gem system. The gem system it's you pay money for these gems, but you can earn them in the game, and you spend them to increase your deck size, and or unlock cards uh, through blind box uh, type system. Um, I I can accept gems as a premium currency, but uh, this game as is would be perfect in my mind if it was a free game. If it was a freemium game, despite some of the bugs, solid. But that $4 price tag really fucking bums me out. Uh, because it just, it means so much, and granted, I've talked about this game before, uh, many times, but it's not a cheaply made game, it is a really rock-solid game, the mechanics, uh, are fucking stellar, the animations are great, um, the, the models are, uh, every card has a unique model, it's really, and they play on a, like, a holodeck kind of Star Wars space chess-like board. It's really fucking great. It's a really, really polished game. It's just all the little bugs and the fact that it's a paid yet still freemium game that really eat at me. But like, I want, there are so many little things that make me want to be mad at the game, but I just love it. I love it so much. So if I can't in good conscience recommend it to anyone other than people who are diehard uh, lane-based digital TCG players or Card Wars fans. Also, there is some rather rampant hacking in the community, which I hope to be fixed in the near future. Um, but yeah, we, we go fairly in-depth in two weeks on Popular Outcasts. If you're curious about it, hang there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This has been... Jeff in motion. Um, I'm going to go microwave some water. <laughs>